Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jansen. My guest today is at least for his third tour of duty here on the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is Chris Brogan, uh, New York Times bestselling co-author of Trust Agents. He's a professional speaker, president of Human Business Works, and the author of the newly minted Google Plus for Business, How Google's Social Network Changes Everything. So always great to have you, Chris. John, it's a pleasure, and it's funny. We just finished recording the year wrap-up of uh, Kitchen Table Talks, and I was saying that, you know, you're just one of those people that we all want to hope wins and succeeds and survives, and that it's just it doesn't even feel like work to have these conversations. So I'm thrilled to be on your show now. Well, thank you. I had a blast uh, doing that, and I kept telling you to have me back. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. I know, I know that you guys have a long list of people that love to be on that show, though. So uh, let me just start with a question that I know that, you know, anytime you start saying things like the social network that changes everything, you know, you start having people say, oh, wait a minute, that's um, what's my favorite line from uh, True Grit. Uh, that's kind of bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. <laughs> you know, luckily I've got both eyes still. But um, it's a fine film, by the way. I'm, I would say that um, – the reason I say it is, is yes, it's rhetoric, and, and yes, you know, when you hear it, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, what's the other word I want to say? It's hyperbole, but it's definitely, I, I believe it's true. So the reason I believe it's true, the very first reason is that this is tied really heavily into Google, the number one search engine in the world, and YouTube, the number two search engine in the world. So I think that just by that very essence and the fact that Google is crawling very heavily anything you post to the public side of uh, Google+, there's immediately a big important thing to be thinking about there, which is that all your work inside of Google+, is helping and changing the way we look at search. Google has signaled that multiple times and been very explicit about it, and I think that's one of the reasons it changes everything. The other reason is, um, and Guy Kawasaki said this, and, I, and I, I feel like I wish he'd told me it in private so that I could have stolen it from him, but he, he didn't. He said it on stage. He said, um, he said that um, Facebook is where you go to connect with people you already know, like friends and colleagues and family, and Google Plus is where you go to connect with people about uh, your similar interests. And yeah. I think that is very true. And I think there's a place in the ecosystem for Facebook, and it'll be around for a while. But I think Google Plus as a business tool, even for small businesses, is a real shift from what people have been trying to accomplish and not necessarily accomplishing with Facebook. Well, now, you hear this. I know I hear this, and certainly my audience is a lot of small businesses. They don't really want to have anything to do with any of these, right? I mean, if they had their choice, they'd make it and fix it and ship it and you know do the stuff they do to run their business. And so another one of these coming along, I mean, you can imagine the sort of own of, oh, now you're telling me I have to be over here. I mean, so, I mean, what's this got, you know, that, that, that sort of is going to make somebody who doesn't have any more time, by the way, <laughs> um, you know, free up some time to, to put in the energy because, uh, you know, uh, I, I know that at some point we're going to talk about best practices, how you get something out of me, you know, signing up and saying, okay, now I'm on Google Plus isn't going to do anything. So, you know, what's worth the effort? Um, so, again, things posted to the public very quickly in search rankings. So if you are running, um, you know, a burger place in Milwaukee, then what you're going to do is um, write about things like the best burgers in Milwaukee and why yours are, etc. And I wouldn't say make it spammy, but I would say that there's an opportunity to make it 
uh, a useful piece of information that also happens to have good keywords that Google would search. And you, the minute you try this once, you will see by Googling uh, the phrase that you used in your post how fast it gets indexed into the public. Um, and I would say that that immediately makes you think about why you might want to do this as a small business. Now, it, I mean, it is, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say that getting into Google Plus right now is going to change the way your small business works. And you're right, you don't have enough time to do the stuff you're doing. And if you had to pick between this and an amazingly good email marketing effort, I would say do that. Right. Um, I would say that um, I, I would say that the effort is, um, I think that the, the, the trick is this is getting in early and, and figuring out early days. I, I was on Twitter more than five years ago. And as an early mover, I got a lot of business out of it. I would say that um, this is the time for that in Google Plus, so it's not it's not immediately going to work for you. But if you don't get in now, you'll run into some trouble, I think. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that about stuff getting indexed. I'm I'm sure you've experienced this a time or two as well. I typically republish my blog posts uh, over there, and and I will get sometimes Google alerts on my uh, Google Plus post before I will get it on my actual you know blog post on, <laughs> on my original content. Yeah, oh, exactly. And yeah. that's funny how that works. You know, you sort of get the loop-de-loop of, <laughs> I'm talking about me. Yeah. Yes, here I am seeing me talking about me. But, exactly. Yeah. So would you say that, that, that you know, kind of blanket, that pretty much any kind of business, this uh, this is some a tool that should be looked at? Uh, you know, I, I think that pretty much any business that's even vaguely thinking about doing online work should consider it because it certainly boosts your efforts. Mm-hmm. Um Again, it's early days, and so it's yeah. just not its not going to run to it. The things I cover in the book, not to make this an ad for the book, but the things I cover in Google Plus for Business aren't um, – they're just not exactly, you know, how to actually – it's not all click and point in tutorials of technology. It's how to paint with Google Plus as your, as your paintbrush for doing business work. And so yeah, I think and people actually, are going to find things, the value. One of the things I would say that is great about the book is it, it actually – you gave great advice even if somebody wants to be on Facebook, quite frankly. If they've chosen that that's going to be their method, some of the things you talk about about how to engage and how to curate content and how to find content, I mean, I think to some extent would work no matter what platform you're on. No question. I, I mean, that's one of the things we wrote about in Trust Agents, Julian Smith and I, was it was um, you know the secret at the very, very end of the book uh, was that um, this isn't anything to do with social networks it's real life yeah and so i would say that um you know to me the idea is that you're um you know you're, you're just learning principles that will work across anything and you know I, I think you tend to feel the same way don't you john that you know a lot of what we promote in the social media world works just as well uh with handshakes over coffee absolutely absolutely in fact that's you know i say that all the time that was that's the original social networking and the stuff that worked there you know works on facebook um and and vice versa the stuff that didn't work there and that you would never think of doing there you know why would you do it on facebook you know we're on google plus right um, right. which is always kind of funny. So let's talk about some of the best practices, though. If I'm listening to this and I'm saying, okay, I, I, I hear Chris, I, it is early, I can still get in, you know, what's what's the first place that, that I start? Um, what, what should I pay attention to first? Profile, profile, profile. Right. It is amazing right. how many people have uh, an account there, and sometimes they don't even know they do, right. and they haven't <laughs> done anything to fill out the profile, stick up an avatar photo, and make the profile something that helps you sell. Mm-hmm. 
some people, you know, I, I hover over somebody's name in Google Plus and, and I see your, your face and your name and I hover over to see what else it says about like your employment or right. anything. Right. And it'll just say the word self. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, that helps me understand how to do business with you. Yeah. Um, so I get frustrated because I think, you know, here's this new, it, it's like handing out blank pieces of cardboard and thinking you're giving out business cards. Yeah. So the first thing is make an amazingly good profile. It, it can be succinct. It'd be better if it's succinct. And it should also be really geared towards helping people connect to make the next move. Right. And, and I mean, let, let's make it real easy for people. You probably have an about us page right on your website uh, somewhere. You know, go steal some of the content off of that and put it on your profile at least. Exactly. Yeah. No question. And it's, it's, you know, it's not that hard to do. Um, it's funny though, because like a year or two ago, back before this Google Plus thing existed, um, Google profiles did exist, although right. no one understood why or what they were. Yeah. And you know who who showed me a lot about that was Marsha Collier, um, uh -huh. the uh -huh. sure. very best-selling author of all these eBay for Dummies books and and many other books since. Um, she said, you know, people are wasting a great opportunity because Google definitely, you know, points out these profiles and all that. So I'd say that it's a really cool um, opportunity to do. Um, it, it's a really good opportunity to um, just build better business, even if you don't do anything else. Yeah. I guess next, if you were going to ask me about next, would be to listen and use the search tool inside Google Plus to see who's talking about things that might be of interest to you. But first and foremost, is just make an amazing profile so that people know how to reach you. Yeah, and, and um, uh, at some point, of course, because now we've got the brand pages, and, and I know that was something you were eagerly waiting for, <laughs> um, uh, if nothing else, just so we all knew what the landscape was really going to look like. Um, but uh, so, so what's, I mean, that, that is one quandary that I'm finding some people and maybe you're in the, you, you fall into this uh, a little bit, you know, we got on personally and built a pretty strong presence. And then all of a sudden the brand pages came along. And so now if I'm a, if I'm Joe, the plumber and I happen to jump on and I've got, you know, a couple thousand people in circles and whatnot. And now am I to build a brand page? I mean, how are, how are you advising that people sort of manage that, you know, whether they've been on or not, you know, what direction do I go? It's kind of like the, the, the days when Facebook first came out with business pages. That's right. Um, in the early days, I'm telling people not to fret it so badly. Right. I, I'm, I'm surprised how many people are like, I'm not even getting on it yet because there's not even any brand pages yet. Yeah. And I was thinking, that's like being a salesperson and saying, I'm not going to sell until I get business cards. <laughs> I mean, right. Can yeah. you imagine interviewing somebody for your small business and you need them to go out and like, you know, sell roofing jobs or whatever you're doing. And they say, well, I'm just going to sit here at the table and wait until my business cards show up. You said 10 days, right? You know, you'd fire that guy on the spot. And, yeah. and yet that's what, to me, the branding pages are. Big, big brands like PepsiCo still don't have a lot of traction on their branding pages. So it's early days and you don't have to worry about it so badly. I would say, though, it's great to build a brand page if you want. It certainly doesn't hurt things. Mm -hmm. Google, the search engine, has made a new protocol that's slowly spreading across all the brand pages that if you type plus yeah. before the word of the brand – it'll show up as the Google Plus page in the Google search. So if you just go to google.com right now and just type plus Pepsi without any space, it'll show you the Google Plus page, not PepsiCo. Yeah. And so benefits to search to having a brand page, the effort you should spend should mostly be on your personal page and then just sort of, you know, maybe seed a little content on the brand page to keep it alive and to keep responding to people. That's kind of how I've been telling people to do it. So what's your gut feeling on um, 
where the places pages are going to, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time the last couple of years telling small business owners they need to get their Google places pages in order for all the local search and whatnot. And, and that's still very true. Uh, how's that going to plug into Google plus in your opinion? So uh, it's a great question. And it's sort of one of my favorite things to think about because yeah. I, I've, I said, you know, one of my most popular blog posts ever was this one that came out in the first few days of Google plus called the Google plus 50 which was 50 speculations I made on uh, Google+. Plus. And mm-hmm. My biggest one was the thought about places and how that's going to really impact business when those two things align. Right. I think that, first off, you know, do everything you plan to do on Google Places. You should not wait for the integration, mm-hmm. but it's guaranteed to come. Yeah. It's just guaranteed to make the product work better, John. So I just think um, do the work in Google Places. Make sure you've got your listings just beautiful and pretty looking there and, and, and well um, representative of your business. And then when the time comes that it links to your business, or once they say, you know, here's how you merge these things, you'll just be that much further ahead. Um, you know, one of the things that when Google Plus first came out that was, you know, the big buzz, of course, was circles. You know, finally I had a way to – put my bridge club over here, put my friends from high school over here, put my business contacts over here, put my customers over here. Um, and, and quite frankly, um, I was, you know, one of those that uh, was very excited about that idea. But my experience um, is that people aren't really using those as much as everybody thought they would. Now, then maybe that's not your experience. Um, you know, it, it, it's funny. I'm, I'm quite frequently seeing a lot of people talking about, um, you know, this is dead or it's not fast or people aren't right. there yet and all that. And I guess it's amazing that if if people had actually paid attention to Twitter in 06, yeah. Um, yeah. they could have said the same thing then. Oh, yeah. Know, three or four months into Twitter, you could have been like, oh, I can't believe you know, everyone's even talking about this. No one's using it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this is Google. It's one of the wealthiest companies in the world. Yeah, and it's just to to bet against them is a crazy thing in my yeah, mind. Yeah, don't get don't get me wrong on that. What I was just saying is I'm a little surprised because I was the same way. I thought circles are great. I find that I'm just not I'm not using them. I'm, I'm not saying that it's dead or that it's losing momentum. I'm just finding that feature that I thought was really the killer feature. I, I even I don't see people like. Even though I'm in a lot of circles, I don't. Pe- I see people sharing publicly more often than not, um, sort of defeating okay, that. Saying. Yeah, yeah. So um, let me talk about that for a second. So I think first off, there's you and I are marketers, so there's never going to be a benefit to sharing something other than circles, right. uh, sharing other than public. Yeah, and the reason true. is um, we want the stretch. Right. Um, but if you're a small business and you want to collaborate with your entire team, uh, you could set a circle up for just your team, and then that information will remain private. Um, I always, you know, caution people don't share like, you know, passwords or deep business secrets, but consider it about as, yeah. about as secure as email. Right. Um, you can do circles for pushing out things. Like, for example, I am using circles to promote things to uh, a list of prospects mm. that I have inside of Google Plus that I don't share with everyone just so that I, you know, just keep a little bit of the, um, you know, Chris Brogan sells too much complaints out of the, out of the mix. Um, and I do have circles to help me keep focused on certain people I want to read. So for, for reading purposes, uh, my circles are really helpful. I've got, you know, with Jack and a few other people in it. And, you know, 
I want to watch what she's saying, obviously. There's a, a circle I have called uh, comics, which is, you know, I love comic books and have since mm. I was five years old. So now I get to follow all these authors and artists right. who are sharing their stories on Google+. So to me, it's circles have become more about reading, and that's different because uh, I originally thought there'd be a lot more on how you push things out. But yeah. I agree with you that, you know, at least as marketers, we're never going to be doing that. Yeah, no, that's probably true. The the Hangout feature, um, how do you do you see some businesses uh, employing that in ways that uh, that make it more than a novelty? Oh, hands down, the, the number one guy to look at with Hangouts that I wrote about in the book was Michael Dell, the chairman of Dell Corporation. Uh, he's on there so often, and you're thinking, wow, this guy is the head of a big company, a very busy company in a very competitive field. And next thing you know, you know, he's out there quite often doing Hangouts. So to me, I think that's his... Uh, you know, one of the guys to follow. Uh, Dell is starting to do uh, other hangouts with other parts of the business as well. Um, my friend John Herman is doing a, a live game show in Hangouts, hmm. and that's pretty fun. That is fun. That, uh, musician Daria Musk is composing music for people inside of Hangouts. Um, Cliff Roth, who's an artist, is doing uh, hangout portraits. So he gets into a hangout and starts drawing somebody who's in the thing or painting them. Um, so there's a lot of ways to do it. I mean, some of the stuff I talked about in the Google Plus for Business book is that you can use Hangouts for uh, customer service. You can use them for tutoring as a small business, for example, if you're consulting. Um, say you're doing music lessons, you could use Hangouts to be the, the uh, way to do sort of a one-to-many music mm-hmm. lesson, and mm-hmm. things would be a really good opportunity. Do you see some um, uses that uh, people are, are – again, I always tell people when they say, should I be on this network or that network, I always tell them, find a way to provide service, better service, deeper service to your existing customer base. And if you can do that, <laughs> then you'll make that network pay you know, in many ways. So do you find that uh, people are, are using or finding ways to use Google Plus you know, not necessarily to get more customers or to get you know, a bigger brand, but literally just to service their customers? Their existing customers. Yeah. So I'm not seeing as many examples of that right yet because it's still early days, sure. but it is definitely a method to, to, to it. Uh, customer service and, and sort of growing your audience is a great, uh, uh, you know, sorry, cultivating and nurturing your existing community is, yeah. a, is a great way this tool works. And um, I'll tell you a Twitter example that I can see just as easily working on uh, something like Google+. Plus. Um, my friend Mick Golusky runs a comic book store in town, and um, I go by there to pick up comics every now and again, but, you know, sometimes I'm busy. Mick would send me twit pics, not of just comics in the store, but specifically the comics he thought I'd be interested in buying, which almost invariably, if I was around, would yeah. uh, promote, you know, get me, prompt me to run down the street and pick it up. So um, the way he did that, though, was he had sort of a sign-up-for-Twitter thing at the front of the store, and he just added to his database you know, these are the people I've convinced to get involved on Twitter, and now I'm going to send specific information to them uh, down this channel. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it, I would say that it's, um, it's something to really think about. You can use the quality of these tools, and you can bang your email list and say, hey, listen, here's what I'm doing for you on Google+. And I think that's a kind of secret sauce opportunity. Well, and I think that you use the, the Twitter picture example. I mean, I think uh, Google+, you know, from a from a graphic visual standpoint, you know, it's heads and tails over Twitter too. 
in terms oh, yeah. of what you can do. Yeah. What about selling? Um, do, you, do you find uh, that, that is there an opportunity to to you know at least warm people up uh, that you know using a, a platform like Google Plus? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's a, so Google Plus is very well integrated into YouTube, and and mm-hmm. this is something that you'll probably be able to. Uh, attest to when when people say you know should i be on youtube what should i be doing with youtube um one of the things that we tend to tell them after we say almost oh, definitely especially because youtube is the number two search engine in the world the next thing we tend to do is we tend to say um hey by the way don't pay any attention to the comments on youtube because the comments on youtube are quite frequently written by 13 year olds who have nothing better to do yeah, yeah it's it's a crazy place right yeah don't fret it but the <laughs> comments you get on google plus are a world different. They're very deep, very engaging, uh, very personal. And I found that if I share a YouTube video on Google+, mine or somebody else's, I get great response. So, again, if it's a place you want to warm people up, right. you can do testimonial videos like you might have written about in the referral engine. Right. You can write all kinds of – you can do all kinds of how-to videos and have the conversation go there. And, again, the way to do it is to really push people to um, – you know, from your place where you know how to contact them into this new place and see if the, that really, you know, helps you out. Yeah, and, and you, you know, you mentioned that idea of, of, you know, putting videos. I mean, we're really just talking about sharing content, different kinds of content. And I know that you write about in the book uh, that, that, you know, you find um, Google Plus a great way to find content, to curate content, to maybe develop your own strategy of, of sharing content. So you want to talk a bit about, because I think to me, in my short experience with it, uh, that's one of the things I enjoy about it the most, probably jumping onto your comment with, with Guy Kawasaki, is I, I'm, I'm actually discovering people there and content there that I don't discover in other places. Uh, absolutely, no question. And, and it's partly because... If you think about it, it's a lot more visual a place. And mm-hmm. so as the information throws by on Twitter, like I'm looking at two windows right now. I'm looking at the window for Google Plus and I'm looking at the window for Twitter. And on one side, I see Guy Kawasaki has posted, has social media's disruptive, um, disruptive impact plateaued? And mm-hmm. so I might click that one. Yeah. And then, uh, but I might not because there's nothing there. Now, if I saw a picture that kind of led me further in, um, one of the posts I'm looking at on Google Plus is one of my most recent ones where I reshared something that Felicia Day, um, who's a web video star and all that, had shared. And then my friend Greg Pack, who's a comic book artist, had shared it from her. And so I, I shared it out. And it was just this little girl talking about marketing. Mm. And it's already had 25 shares from other people. So it gives you a sense of the ecosystem of information. And it gives you a sense of you know, how things move through the system. And if, and if you want to see that even more, you can go to a post and on the upper right-hand side of it, you can look for this uh, little arrow down right. in the circle thing and click view ripples, and you can see how shared a certain post is, and it's, it's fascinating to watch how it goes. Yeah, that, and that's, you know, taking that visual theme a little out farther too, I think they've done a kind of a neat job with that. Uh, um, and, and I do think that, that you know, you hate to sound like it's almost like a threat, you know, but I, I was on a panel recently and they were kind of poo-pooing. Um, everybody on the panel was kind of poo-pooing um, Google Plus and just, oh, no, it's, you know, it's going to go. And I'm just kind of like, you know, it's Google. You you 
you kind of have to pay attention to it. You know, you can't, you can't dismiss it, you know, because you don't like it or you don't understand it. I mean, imagine the, as you said, the example, I mean, imagine how we all looked, even the ones of us that jumped onto Twitter, looked at it and went, what in the hell? You know, but, but of course, you know, uh, once we all figured it out and once we all got the momentum there and, and, uh, and started using it, it made sense. But I, I just think you, it's Google. That's what I have to tell people, and I know that doesn't sound like that sounds more like a threat than a benefit. But <laughs> but it uh, it's hard to ignore. Oh, you're totally right there. I mean, the thing is, it, it's just first off, when everyone says I'm full of poop about it, I keep thinking, well, you know, was I right about Twitter? <laughs> and, you know, that's just me being a little bit you know raw about it. But you know, how can you be betting against the number one search engine in the world, and worse so by saying repeatedly? But Facebook has 800 million users. <laughs> and I keep saying, you know what? AOL used to have a gazillion users, too. Used to being the operative word. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I, not, I have had an interesting observation on Facebook of late, and I know you don't participate much there anymore, but um, since they opened up the public subscribers um, to your personal profile, um, I, first off, I have already more public subscribers than I've had you know, as as friends and fans uh, in about a 60-day period, um, and I'm actually getting a lot more traffic from Facebook all of a sudden because of the public subscriber. So, again, I know we're talking about <laughs> Google+, Plus, but uh, it's interesting some of the back-and-forth kind of reactions and moves that, that the two are making. Yeah, I you know, it's uh, – I think that the um – rivalry opportunities, you know, certainly, I mean, you need friction to grow. And I think that the friction that's going on between Facebook and Google plus right now is just going to benefit both companies. But, you know, it's so funny how people are like, well, this isn't going to unseat Facebook. Who cares? There's still radio, there's still newspaper and TV. Well, and I, and I think, I think one of the big things that that's an interesting observation I had, and I haven't seen maybe other people, um, very smart people have written about this already, and I'm just picking up on it. But um, what I think is kind of cool is is however many millions of people are on uh, Google Plus now, um, it's like having um, uh, you know millions and millions of eyeballs to personally curate search engine content, um, and and that's where I think Google Plus actually or Google in general wins in this thing because it it, it enhances their primary offering so much. Yeah, no question. And that's the thing is if you look at this a whole other way, if you look at this a whole other way, Google Plus has built a social backbone to several dozen disparate services that didn't necessarily immediately make sense, nor were they always appealing. But suddenly, should one look at this and sort of squint, you are going to see how amazing that works. And when you look at Google results now, if you are a Google Plus user and if you're signed in, You'll see people's little heads all over it saying such and such yeah. recommended it. Yeah. So suddenly it does matter who you've added to circles because it impacts the quality of your stuff. And it does matter who's added you to circles because it impacts what they see when they share, mm-hmm. uh, when they search. So. Right, 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 right. No, it's uh, it, it's going to be a very interesting year in terms of how – you know, the, the Google laboratory sort of plays with, you know, the, the careful integration of that because uh, it could obviously be heavy handed, too. And I, and I think that might, would ruin their credibility in search. Um, you know, so it is a it, it is a, a, bal- a gentle balance, I think. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I, I follow um, a few people very closely. Danny Sullivan uh, mm-hmm. from Search Engine Land and I, I guess his uh, marketing one or whatever he's calling it now. Uh, Rand Fishkin from SEO Moz. Right. And th- one of the other things that really taught me that Google Plus was going to be huge was that all the search engine experts who could care less about all the kumbaya right. of this, they're in it for business. <laughs> Um, rush to Google Plus and live in there. So to me, these people I consider smarter than me are in there. I better pay attention. Yeah. So I think that you know what they're saying is that there's a lot of experimentation going on, and it's a really rough, weird time to be an SEO because the rules are changing so rapidly, and Google is changing them almost on a whim to see what's going to work out. Yeah, yeah, you definitely get. Um, rather than a, a tweak the model, it's a experiment <laughs> time that I feel like we're in is uh, no question. So yeah, I, I can't imagine somebody who's trying to figure out a system and a process for for not beating the system, but but you know playing the system for profit uh, is probably pulling their hair out. No question, yeah. no question. But I mean, a little part of me, sort of the not so nice part of me, is like <laughs> because you know what. What ultimately has always been said, and you know, Matt Cutts, the SEO czar and spam guy, has always said is that if you just really focused on doing really good work, yeah, it would it would benefit you so much better than trying to game the system. Yeah, yeah, um, a, a lot of SEO folks don't want to hear it, but yeah, it really just does kind of come down to you know writing good content that people want to read and doing a lot of it. <laughs> you know, um, but but that doesn't sound as you can't charge as much money for that. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. You know, it's sort of funny too. I mean, to me, the it's really to me the humor, I guess, of um, of some of this is that you know sometimes people complain about books I write and say, you know, this is just common sense, and I say, you know what? Do you know why I can keep writing books until I'm dead about common sense? It's because people don't do it. And it's, it's the same thing, John. Like you said, the, the most basic, boring things are really the true stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah just do them. It's uh, the secret to success, uh, doing the stuff other people won't do and doing it for a really long time. Uh, not very sexy. Yeah. Not very sexy. But um, So where can we – I know we can get the book pretty much anywhere, but uh, have you built a, a, a site that, uh, that we can also f- – uh, learn from you as uh, as new things come down, which they do just about daily? So, yes. Um, if you go to chrisbrogan.com slash G plus book, G-P-L-U-S book, that's sort of where I put the link to the book. Um, at the very end of Google Plus for Business, when you buy the book, there's a, a link to a page with a secret password and everything that once you've bought the book, as addendums, uh, addenda show up, um, that's where I'll be keeping that information. So it's sort of like a little secret private page that you can, uh, that Q Publishing let me put together to keep the book fresh. Yeah. Because as this ecosystem changes, of course, there'll be questions and thoughts, and that'll be like a little private forum for people who bought the book. Um, you can get it anywhere, Amazon, Barnes, 800 CEO Read, Books a Million, and all that. Um, it's available in digital forms, and the audiobook is out from Audible coming soon. I just finished recording it last week, so it'll be just a little bit of time for the editing. That's a lot of fun, isn't it? You know, I like doing it a lot, and um, Joe Sorge and I on Kitchen Table Talks had a guy on um, whose name is totally eluding me right now, Sean something, who has uh, a huge 
catalog of books that he's recorded. He's a voice talent for mm-hmm. Audible. Mm-hmm. And what was fascinating about him was he was just saying about how, how so many authors are such crappy readers. Yeah. And, and he made me feel bad about it. And I was thinking as he made me feel bad about it before I was going in to record the books. So of course, I was so self-conscious. But I'll tell you what, I have a fun time doing it. And it doesn't matter. How, how long, just out of curiosity, how long did it take you in actual studio time? I did it in one day. No kidding. Wow. Um, I started at 10 a.m. I think we finished around 7 p.m., including a lunch break. And um, not everybody does that. Uh, we did trust agents in two days. I did social media 101, I think, in a day and a half. Um, meanwhile, other people take several weeks because they only want to speak for an hour or so. Yeah. But to me, yeah. I just wanted to bang it out. Yeah, I, I did I, I did both my books over a four-day period, and they were, you know, three-hour sessions And I, because I just was, you know, I was cross-eyed. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, totally. It's a tricky process. I mean, as much as you and I write and as much as we do audio and stuff like that, the two together, reading a book, is really different than doing an interview like this, and it's really different than writing a story. Yeah, it's, it's actually, I found it's all about breathing. Exactly yeah. so. I mean, exactly that, to so. me, it was the deal was you had to, it was like you were doing yoga or something. If you didn't breathe right, you couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Am I learning that? Uh, in January, January 1, Jack and I are committing to 31 days of yoga. Oh, cool. And I'm sure the part I'm going to fail at is breathing, which yeah. is hilarious because we're kind of born knowing how to do yeah, it. Yeah, and that sounds kind of funny when people are like, yeah, we're going to teach you how to breathe. It's like, what? <laughs> I'll ace this, right? All right, Chris, always great chatting with you, and uh, we'll uh, look forward to keep uh, keeping up on what's the latest and greatest on Google+, Plus, uh, both from reading your book and from everything you put out on a daily basis. You're a hero of mine, John. Thanks for having me on, and I'm so excited to be chatting with the Duct Tape gang. All right. Take care, man.